Welcome to the podcast of Faith Forward Church of Atlanta with Pastor Jonathan Richardson. Our current series on God's plan is designed to help you identify and walk in the purpose on your life. Stay tuned for today's message entitled About My Father's Business, based out of a Luke 2, 41 through 49. I must make a decision to put God's purpose above my desires. You ain't going to say amen today because you want to put the cart before the horse. You can't say amen, just say ouch. You want to you wanna put what you want in front of what God wants. You can't, you can't, y'all can't even smile at the preacher when I'm preaching good. You, you want to put what you desire before what God desires. But can, can I just go on and be a witness that every time I, I can tell I'm going against God, it's unnecessarily difficult. I don't, it's just my life. Every time I feel like I'm doing something, if it get too hard, it's probably not God. If, if it get too difficult, if I'm trying and struggling too hard to make it happen and trying and struggling too hard to make it come together, because there's some things I've learned about God's will. It's not that it's always going to be easy, but there's a natural rhythm to purpose. Come on and say amen. There's a natural flow to the purpose of God. There's a natural rhythm to what he wants you to do. And sometimes the reason we can't be about our father's business and be in purpose is because we're fighting against the current we're like fish trying to swim upstream the truth of the matter is is that if you're gonna be in purpose you got to just flow with God come on come on open your mouth and declare it I'm flowing with God I'm flowing with God and that's the thing I want to help somebody today because sometimes the flow with God and to be in purpose um, it means that you're going to have to figure out where God is and get there Come on, say amen today. That if you're going to be in purpose, it's not about saying, God, come where I am. No, it's saying, God, I want to be where you are. There's a popular slogan that people say it. You probably said it to somebody you related to because you know they get on your nerves anyway. You probably told them to mind your own business. You ever said that? You ever said mind your own business? I can't, you ain't going to say amen. You probably told them to mind your own business. But the truth of the matter is there's one person who don't mind you being in his business and that is God. I can't hear nobody in here. God wants you to be engaged in his business. And guess what? When you are engaged uh, T, in the business of God, watch this, you get automatically into purpose. When you are engaged in the business of God, a mirror, you slip into purpose by default. You slip into purpose by accident. You slip into purpose and didn't even realize you was in purpose. All because you said, God, I want to be about your business. Come on, declare it over your mouth. Help the preacher preach today. I got to preach twice, so I'm trying to conserve my energy. Go on, declare it today. I'm going to be about my father's business. Come on, tell her. Come on, I'm going to be about my father. I lied. I ain't going to conserve my energy. Come on, declare I'm going to be about my father's business. And the truth of the matter is, is that when you about your father's business you in purpose and that's all I really want someone to understand over these next few weeks is that you need to figure out where God's purpose is and get there you need to figure out where God is and get there and that's really all I want to do I want to kind of share some things with you today and then maybe we'll get happy at the end and help you understand three things today to help you be about your father's business number one if you're gonna be about your father's business you're gonna have to break your patterns that's a good word, is it not? If you're going to be about your father's business, you're going to have to break your patterns. Number one, Luke 2 shares with us that Jesus' parents, they went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover every year. Every year, they went as the custom was, Marcus. They went as what the ritual was. Every 
every year they went to the Passover feast because watch this, this was according to the tradition. Can I tell you that sometimes when you get in purpose, God breaks your traditions. Wish I had a church today. That, that, that sometimes when you truly get into purpose, God will break what you think is normal. And he will begin to introduce you to a new normal. I don't know if I'm preaching to just myself, but I know what it feels like to be in a new normal. Come on, you can't say amen. I can say amen. I, I know what it feels like to be in a new normal, something I didn't see coming, something I didn't know how. But guess what? When you're in purpose, God will push you, Connie, to break your pattern. And this is what I see in the text. I see this because Jesus is going with his parents. And every year they would go to the Passover festival and watch this church. They did it religiously. Now, I would preach that real hard today, but you don't look like you feel like saying amen. But the truth is there are some things you do out of religion and not of relationship. Because the truth is sometimes we do things because we know we should do it, but honestly, our heart is disconnected from it. And if you're really going to be about God's business, it's not just about your doing, it's about a posture of your heart. Because here it is, he even told the Pharisees, he says that they say a good game, but their heart is far from me. And one of the things about purpose is that you can't just talk a good game, but your heart got to be invested. Your, your heart got to be fully in what God is saying you've got to do and to be about your father's business sometimes that requires you to break your routine come on prophesy over your own life because i feel the preaching my spirit and declaring over your life i'm breaking that routine in the name of jesus i can't hear nobody in here come on prophesy over your own situation any routine that keeps me locked down any routine that keeps me in uh, out of the purpose of god i am breaking that relationship routine i can't hear nobody i'm breaking that habit i'm breaking that routine and the reason I'm going to break that routine is because before I go into 2019 I'm getting out of some stuff and I'm getting into God's business I can't hit nobody in here before I go into 2019 I'm breaking down everything in my life that is not of God that's standing in the way that is not purpose but before I go into a new year I make a declaration that God I don't want to be about my business I want to be about your business is there anybody in the house that can just holler back at the preacher and say God, I made, a, I made some mistakes trying to be about my own business. I tried to do it in my own will. I tried to do it in my own power. I tried to make it happen how I wanted to make it happen. But can I tell somebody that before you go into December, you're going to let go of everything that is not of God. Come on, prophesy over your life and declare it by faith. Before I go into December, I'm letting go of everything in my life that ain't God, that ain't of God, that has nothing to do with God. Because if I'm going to be in purpose it got to start with God if I'm going to be in purpose it start with God not my boo if I'm going to be in purpose it start with God not my money if I'm going to be in purpose it start with God not my job if I'm going to be in purpose I got to let go of everything that I put before God and say God I want to be in purpose somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah God I want to be in purpose Nietzsche and that's what I want somebody to understand today is that if you gonna be in purpose, you're going to have to break your pattern. And the question that somebody's going to have to ask yourself right here is what is the pattern that you need to break to be in the purpose of God? Can you say amen today? What, what is the routine? What is the cycle you need to break to be 
in the purpose of God. I tell somebody the other day, I was talking on the phone with them, and I said, you know what I've learned? I've learned if you keep going through the same pattern, you failed the test. I wish I had a church today. I told them, if you keep going through the same test and the same struggle, it's because God knows you ain't learned a lesson. And I got to keep you going through this lesson because watch this, failing the test will delay your purpose. And I don't know about you, but I want my next season. Does anybody want their next season? Come on, God. Come on. Come on. Talk back. I want the next season. I want to see the next level of glory. I want to see the next level of the manifestation of God. And that means that I got to learn how to pass the test on this level before I get to the next level. The Bible says that they, they went every year according to the custom. I want to tell somebody today that you got some customs, some traditions, some things you do over and over that the Lord is about to break. I wish I had a church today. You, 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 you got some stuff today that I, I, I just know by faith that it's about to break because you can't hear a word like this and it not wrestle in your spirit. And you can't hear something about your tradition, your custom, your routine and it not challenge you to grow. And here's what it is. The Bible says uh, uh, that, that Mary and Joseph that somehow they don't realize that Jesus stayed behind in the temple. Now, I got to help somebody today because here's the practical application is that sometimes you can walk without Jesus. You ain't going to say amen today. That sometimes, church, that if you want to be about your business, you can be about your business, but do it without Jesus. Wish I had somebody. Because you know what it's like, somebody, to be about your own business, and the Lord ain't nowhere near that. You ain't going to say amen. You ain't never been there. Come on, you ain't never, come on, you ain't never done nothing in the dark. Come on, you ain't never did nothing the past they ain't know about. Come on, say amen. You, you know what it's like to be about your business, and you know that ain't God at all. And matter of fact, it's so much not God that I'm walking like it is God, not realizing that God ain't in it. I want to preach to somebody and help somebody right now to let you know that that's what Mary and Joseph, they're kind of guilty of. They're thinking God is in this. You ain't going to say nothing. They're thinking Jesus, Amira, is in it. Have you ever been guilty of doing something and you say, I know this is God? ain't gonna say nothing we got a visitor here today y'all don't show out come on have you ever been i know this is the lord come on church walking without jesus oh he with me the, the lord is with me is it because last time I checked, it, look, this say Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Preacher, what are you trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that you got to be so close to God that you move when he moves. But watch this. You got to stop when he stops. And sometimes in your life, that's what it's going to require you to do to be in purpose is to say, God, if you're moving, I want to move. But God, if you stand still, I'm going to stand still with you. And that's the thing that I wish Mary and Joseph didn't miss is that they wanted to move instead of standing still. And sometimes in your purpose journey, it's about standing still and seeing what Jesus is about to do. 
Somebody declare it, I'm breaking my pattern, I'm breaking my pattern. Lift your hands today, I want to prophesy. I speak over your life right here that the Lord says enough is enough. I can't hear nobody in here. I speak it in your life that the Spirit of the Lord says enough is enough. You are done going through the pattern, hallelujah. You are done going through the motion. You are done going through the cycle and going into this new year. You need to be intentional about breaking any routine, any cycle, any pattern that keeps you from a deeper connection with God's purpose and as the man of God I speak over your life that any pattern any cycle anything that is routine in your life that comes against the will of God is broken right now come on declare it it's broken in the name of the Lord come on open your mouth and declare it the cycle is broken the pattern is broken the merry-go-round cycle is broken it's broken because this is the year I break every routine somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah you break the routine because here's what I've learned, church. Uh, don't become so attached to your pattern that you miss God's purpose. Wish I had a church that could just say amen. Don't, don't become so attached to your pattern that you miss God's purpose. You know, Faith and Coleman, they kind of help me. You know, they, you know, when I need a push in the spirit, they'll call me at 6.30 in the morning and be like, the Lord, the, the, the pastor, we got to pray. And you know what? I'm in my pattern. I can't hear nobody. I'm asleep. I, I, I ain't thinking about the Lord. I'm just going to be honest with you. I ain't talking to Jesus. I'm asleep. And they call me and say, we just need to pray. But can I tell you, it encourages me. It breaks my pattern. It gets me out of my routine. And can I tell somebody that sometimes in life, you just need to say, Lord, do a new thing in me. I can't hit nobody in here. Come on, open your mouth and declare it. Lord, do a new thing. Break the cycle. Break the pattern. Because I don't want to go through the same routine and miss the purpose of God. I don't want to go through the same routine and miss the purpose of God. I, I, I truly believe that this is a time where you about to come into a crash course with the purpose of God. And some of you in here, you're mad at God because he broke your pattern. You ain't going to say nothing to the preacher. It's cool. Lord, you broke my pattern. I'm supposed to have this job by now. Come on. You broke the pattern. I'm supposed to have this marriage by now. Come on. You broke the pattern. I'm supposed to have a baby by now. I can't hear nobody in here, but the Lord says, whose time are you on? You going to be on your time or you going to be on my time? I can't hear nobody in here. Whose will are you going to be on? Is it going to be your will or is it going to be my will? Because the truth of the matter is you can walk but do it without Jesus. And here it is. You gotta break your pattern. Sometimes, church, you gotta identify the things you do that the Lord is doing something different. Say amen to that. Sometimes you gotta identify, I do this because this is what I know to do. But that's what God did in 2017. Uh, what is He doing in 2018? Hallelujah. You got to break your pattern if you're going to be about your father's business because that's going to put you in the purpose. But number two, not only do you have to break your pattern, but number two, you've got to seek the Lord's presence. You got to see Mary and Joseph. They've been traveling, y'all, and now, see, they can't find Jesus. They've been, they've been walking. And if any parent, you can imagine, if you leave your child at the store or at Walmart, you ain't going to get that far. But scholars suggest they got about 10 to 15 miles up the road. <laughs> 
come on, come on, you ain't going to leave the parking lot without your child. Come on, talk back to me. How did Mary and Joseph, watch this, the two that God entrusted Jesus to, I can't hear nobody in here, get 10 to 15 miles up the road without what the Lord gave them? Can I preach to somebody right here? What has God trusted you with and what are you wasting that God would give you such a precious gift and you got the nerve to get 10 to 15 miles up the road and neglect what God gave you. I can't hear nobody in here. Can you just prophesy to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I will be a good steward of what the Lord gave me. I will not leave Jesus behind, but if God gave me something, I'm not going to get all the way up the road and realize I should have turned around. No, I'm going to recognize right there, right now, that the Lord is doing a new thing. And there's a song that says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Whatever you're changing in this season, don't do it without me. I don't want to get married and realize Jesus wasn't in it. I don't want to get ahead of the road and realize Jesus wasn't in it. Lord, stop me where I am so I can be in your purpose. That's what, that's what we see in the text. We see they got all the way up the road and the Lord still in Jerusalem. Here's the thing, church, that, that scholars suggest that Mary and Joseph Nietzsche one of the reasons it was easy to lose Jesus is because as the custom of the day was, you didn't walk to the festival by yourself. You walked in a crowd. So it was like a procession walking to and from the festival. So it wasn't Mary, Joseph, and Jesus just walking to the festival. It was Mary and everybody, auntie and uncle, cousin and them. Come on, talk back to me. Walking to the festival. And here it is, church, before you judge Mary and Joseph, it could be easy to lose Jesus in a crowd. You, if you knew how to preach, you'd preach right there. I can't hear nobody. Because the truth of the matter is sometimes the reason we miss Jesus and miss purpose is because we got too much crowded around. When the Lord is supposed to be walking with us, we're too crowded by our own will, thoughts, or ways that what happens is we lose Jesus in the crowd. Prophesy over your neighbor and declare it in their life. I will not lose Jesus in the crowd. I can't hit nobody in here. I will not lose Jesus in the crowd of my neighbor. I will not lose Jesus in the crowd of my family. I will not lose Jesus in the crowd of my emotions. No, I'm going to keep an eye on where he is you got to ask yourself critical question church and the critical question is, is what is the crowd that will make you miss Jesus you can't say amen just blink at me because I'm on your street what, what, what is the crowd that will make you miss Jesus and I know I'm talking good Deontay because we all got a crowd we all got a crowd. I remember when I was in college, and you know, this before I was a pastor, but I used to go uh, to the little shindig on the weekend. Come on, talk back to the preacher. Yeah, I just, it's a shindig. It was just a shindig. We didn't go to the club. We went to the lounge. I can't hear nobody in here. We, we, it was a cosmopolitan affair. We dressed it up. Come on, talk back to me. We, we, we went uh, uh, to the lounge. We didn't go to the club. And I remember that sometime when we would go to the lounge, that we would have a crowd outside. There was a crowd outside outside and we have to wait in the line and here it is that one day they were going to let us in but you know what happened I got lost in the crowd because everybody's like Fred we getting in and I'm like cool but what happened is everybody's moving and you got to understand that sometimes you don't get to your next season because you don't move when God is moving 
You too busy getting lost in the crowd. You too busy looking at your iPhone. I can't hear nobody in here. You too busy looking at your Apple Watch, trying to figure out what's happening. No, God is moving. If you want to move, go where God is. Don't get lost. Talk somebody and say, don't get lost in the crowd. Come on, come on. Go where God is going. That's the good news, church, that you got to identify what is the crowd. Got to make you miss Jesus. And here's the beauty of it is that Mary and Joseph deserve some credit because somehow or another, after three days, they find him. But watch this, Coleman. They had to stop, pause, think. Where did we lose Jesus? Now that won't preach everybody happy, but here's the honest truth is sometimes when you going the wrong way, you need to stop, pause, think, where did I last feel him? You ain't talking to the preacher. Sometimes, Coleman, sometimes, Yvette, when you miss Jesus, you, it, 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 it's not to beat yourself up. You just need to stop, pause, think. Where was he last? When, 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 where, where, when was the last time I was connected to purpose? What was I doing when I was tapped in? Are you, are you feeling me today, church? What, was I praying more? Was, was, I, was I fasting? Was I reading my word? Was I believing? In, and here it is. You got to even ask yourself this question. What happened to make you lose Jesus? Because sometimes it's not that you lost him because you were, you were haphazard. Sometimes you went through something traumatic and you said, I'm done with this. I can't hear nobody in here. But I'm preaching to somebody and I want to let you know that this is the season where you stop, pause, think, turn around and say, Lord, if you are over there, I'm going back to where I left you. I can't hear nobody in here. If you back in 20, if you back in this way, I'm going to go back to where you are. If I was praying more in October, take me back to where I was praying. If I was fasting more in January, take me back to where I was fasting. If I was in your presence more, take me back to where I was. Because can I tell you the grace in this whole text is that you can always stop, pause, and turn around. I can't hear nobody in here. Because that's the grace of God. That's the goodness of God. That every time you go too far, you can always stop. You can always change. You can always change your mind. You can always turn around and say, Jesus, where are you? I want to find you. Go on, tap three people and tell your neighbor, I'm about to find Jesus. I can't hit nobody in here. Come on, declare it over your life. I'm about to find him where I lost him. I'm about to go back to where I was praying, going back to where I was seeking him, going back to where I was believing God. I'm going back to find Jesus. That's the beauty of it. You can always go back. My uncle blessed me over uh, the holiday season a couple months ago when we were uh, 4th of July, I believe. My uncle blessed me. I was telling him, man, I'm doing this. Man, I'm doing that. And I'm doing this. And my uncle said some of wisdom. He said, guess what, man? You can always change your mind. That ain't going to shout you because you think that you got to do. No, no, you can always change your mind. Anytime you went the wrong way, made the wrong route, thought you heard God, but you didn't hear God. You can always change your mind. And always change mind. And that's the beauty of it. Is that even though Mary and Joseph lose Jesus in the crowd, notice what they do. They discover him in the temple. Now, I would, I would preach this real hard, but, but you can get this if I just talk to you. That sometimes the Lord 
is in the temple. You missed it. That's why you can't miss a Sunday. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is in his holy house. And when you take Sunday for granted, you miss the fact that that is your reconnection with the purpose of God. Because your whole week been trying to lie to you. I can't hear nobody. Come on, talk back to me, preacher. You done had six days of the whole week that tried to lie to you, tell you who you are, what you should be doing. You had six days of lies. You mean to tell me you can't come on the Sabbath for the truth because you got to go back into the lies again on Monday? You mean to tell me you're going to listen to lies for six days and miss the truth on Sunday? How you going to make it through the week? How you going to be in purpose? Sometimes you got to understand that, that, that people ask me, preacher, why you go to church all the time? One, because I ain't got no friends. Two, it's because I just love the Lord. Come on, tell the truth. He'll deliver you. Come on. I go to church all the time because I ain't got no friends. A, but two, because I love Jesus. And you know what? You can't lie to me. Come on, talk to me. You can't lie to me because I know the truth. And that's why every time the devil come against me, I go on a fast because I know the truth. Come on. That's why every time the enemy come against me, I pray because I know the truth. That's how every time somebody come against my life, I go to Jesus because I know the truth. I know where to find him. Come on, talk to me. They, they, Jesus is in the presence of the Lord. And that's what I love what the psalmist says, church. The psalmist says, one thing that I ask from the Lord, one thing do I seek, do I desire, that I may uh, dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Gaze upon the beautiful Lord and to seek him. Watch this in his temple. You got to understand, seeking the presence of God needs to be like air. I can't hit nobody. Seeking, oh, I felt that in my Holy Ghost. Seeking the presence of God need to be like food. Seeking the presence of God need to be like the water that you drink. You need to become as the deer panted for the water water so my soul hunger for thee the presence of God should be something that you say I can't live without it because if I don't have the presence of God I don't have the purpose of God if I'm not in the presence of God I don't have my feel I don't know where I am I don't know where I'm going you got to say to yourself it's like air to be in his presence that's what the psalm said it's, I could desire a car I could desire a house I could desire a man no one thing I ask from the Lord and that's what I'm going to seek after. And what I'm going to seek after is that I can dwell in the house. He didn't say I want to sit in the house. He didn't say I want to pass through the house. He said I want to rest in the house. I can't hear nobody. I want to dwell. I want to sit with you. I want to be where you are and soak it all up like a spawn. I can't hear nobody in here. Because the truth is that's what happens when you dwell. You sit and rest with God. Sometimes that's what your prescription is for your remedy. To be in his presence. So, oh, thank you, God. Lift your hands right here. Come on, I speak over your life this week. You will seek the presence of God. Come on, I speak it in your life that you're going to soak up the presence and the glory of God like a sponge. Come on, talk to the. I declare it over your life. Oh, there it is. That this is the week you go in with God. This is the week you worship till you can't worship no more. This is the week you pray till you cry. This is the week you lift up his name till you run out of your voice. This is the week you give him all the glory until you sweat through your clothes. I can't hit nobody in here. This is the week you give God the praise, the honor, and the glory because you're going to sit in his presence. Somebody clap your hand and shout hallelujah. So one thing I ask from the Lord, that thing I seek over, that I may dwell in his presence. And that's why I love the Proverbs that'll help you about your plan. They say, many are the plans of a man's heart. But guess what? It's the Lord's plan. 
Wish I had somebody that's going to prevail. And that's where Mary and Joseph were, Kedon. They had a whole lot of plans. Their plan was to go through the custom. Their plan was to go through their religious routine. They had a whole lot of plan, but God had another plan. Can I talk to somebody and let you know that sometimes you got to turn your plan upside down and say, God, if this ain't your plan, throw it away. I can't hit nobody in here because many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's God's plan that's going to prevail. Look at your neighbor real quick because I almost feel like preaching and say, neighbor, it's God's plan. I can't hit nobody. Come on, come on, declare it over your neighbor like and say, neighbor, I won't gonna be in my plan, but I'm gonna be in God's plan. I'm gonna be in the plan of God. I'm gonna be what God wants me to be. Because if I'm in God's plan, I'm in purpose. If I'm in God's plan, I'm where He wants me to be. I'm in God's plan. Number three, it's gonna be about your father's business. Yeah, you you gotta be in a posture to hear God. Notice the text after three days. He found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, asking them questions. And here's the, the revelation of the text is that when everybody else left, Jesus was still where he could hear the God. I want to talk to somebody right now and let you know that faith cometh by hearing. And if you're going to be in God's plan, you're going to have to make sure you can hear the plan of God. And this is what I believe Mary and Joseph kind of teach us is that we can always go back to figure out where the plan of God is, where the purpose of God is. And, 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 and here's what Jesus says that, that, that blesses me. He, he tells them, why were you looking for me, Kedon? Didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? I mean, wasn't that all? Didn't the Lord give me to you for him? Look at your neighbor and say, I, I, I don't just belong to you. I belong to God. So treat me like I belong to God. I can't hear nobody in here. Did, did, you're a steward of me. Didn't you know that, that I, I got to be about what I got to be about? My father's business. And here's the blessing of the text, church. Maybe if Mary and Joseph word in such a routine. Maybe Mary and Joseph weren't in, weren't in such a hurry to get back to what they had to get back to. Maybe if Mary and Joseph weren't trying to get back to DVR and Netflix in such a hurry, they would have been able to figure out where God was. And I feel like the Holy Ghost is trying to help somebody right here and let you know that you don't have to be in a hurry all the time. That sometimes to be in purpose means to find what God is and to be about his business. You know, when I was in high school, I had a friend named Clint McCullough. Clint McCullough was one of the baddest basketball players in all of Augusta. And, and, and my homeboy, I knew he was going to get a scholarship. And the truth of the matter is, is that when we were all talking about going to college, we, we, we said, oh, I'm going to this college or I'm going to that college. But Clint McCullough, as bad of a basketball player as this man was, he said, I'm going to go work for my daddy. And, and I had to look at Clint because here's the thing about Clint. Even though he was about 6'6", he could dribble and dunk like nobody's business. His father owned a catering company. And I said, man, don't, don't you realize they're going to give you a scholarship to play ball? Don't, don't you realize they're going to give you a scholarship to go do this? Why would you want to stay in Augusta of all places? Come on, you ain't been there. It's cool. Why would you want to stay in Augusta of all places and, 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 and be a chef? 
And he said something to me that I'll never forget. I said, why would you want to stay and work for the family business? And he looked at me without a blink. And he said, because my daddy needs my help. I wish I had somebody. But can I preach to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the reason that you got to be about your father's business is because your daddy needs your help. I can't hit nobody in here. If I had a keyboard, I'd preach hard, but it's all right. Go on and raise your hand real quick and declare it over your life that this is the time and this is the season that I made a decision that I'm going to be about what God told me. I need to be about. This is the time of the life and I have decided to follow Jesus. And if my father needs my help, then I got to be about my father's business. Come on and tap your neighbor one time and help the preacher preach and say neighbor it is not the time to be in your plan but it is the time to be in God's plan it's not the time to be in your will but it is the time to be in God's will it's not the time to do what you want to do but it is the time to do what God said do and I'm tired of doing what everybody else wants to do. I've done all I can for my boss. I've done all I can for my boo. But the truth of the matter is, it's time for me to get on God's agenda. I can't hear nobody in here. But can you lift your hand up to heaven and say, preacher, I'm going to be in purpose. I'm going to be in God's will. I'm going to be on God's agenda I'm gonna be in God's plan I'm gonna go where he tell me to go I'm gonna walk where he tell me to walk I'm gonna say what he want me to say I'm gonna do what he tell me to do I'm gonna be who he called me to be I'm gonna become what he said I've already become because I'm ready to be in the will of God and the Holy Ghost just told me that when you get in the will of God I'm about to give you something that you didn't have before. I'm going to give you something that you didn't have this time on last year. And what I'm going to give you is better than money. What I'm going to give you is better than a new car. But I'm going to give you myself. I can't hit nobody in here because this is the year that God gives you him. And all God says is come on back to where you left me. Come on back to the temple. Go and stop and Paul and turn around and find me because the Bible says that Jesus was where they left him and I don't know about you but I refuse to miss the move of God in my life because I'm in my own plan I refuse to miss the plan of God I want to be in God's plan somebody declare God's plan Thank you for tuning into the Faith Forward Podcast. We pray that this word has blessed you and drawn you closer to God. If you desire to connect with our church, please visit www.faithmove.org to join the Faith Forward family or become a covenant partner. We pray that God's abundant blessings, His love, His joy, and His peace continue to reign in your life.